Podcast, Answer Man, episode number 275. Entertaining, educational, and encouraging content that makes a difference. This is GSPN.TV. Join the community. Well, hello, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of the podcast, Answer Man. My name is Cliff Ravenscraft, and this is the podcast about podcasting, helping you take your show to the next level. It doesn't matter if you're a brand new podcaster, if you have been podcasting for many years, or you haven't quite yet gone over to learn how to podcast.com to record that first episode. The truth is there is something that we can all do to take our show to the next level. That is right, my friends, and I am so delighted to be back at home, although I just had the most amazing trip or journey, if you will, to Arlington, Texas, where I delivered my very first ever keynote address. One of my goals for 2012, and I I don't even know where this goal came from, what, it, what, what really got into my mind that would cause me to have this crazy goal of becoming a keynote speaker in 2012, but it is a goal that I had, and I put it out there, and I just realized yet another goal here for 2012. In fact, at the beginning of this year, I made 12 goals, and almost all of them are complete and marked off my list, and the remaining ones certainly look like they will be answered by the end of the year. So, keynote speech. One of the things that has happened is many people have said, Cliff, I so wish I could hear your first ever keynote speech. Uh, You know, and these are the same people who understand that, yes, I've spoken before. I've spoken at PodCamps. I've spoken at, uh, you know, Blog World, New Media Expo. I have actually spent several years in my previous ministry experience uh, preaching in front of groups of people. But never before have I ever gotten in front of an entire conference full of people where I am delivering the very first talk, the keynote address that is meant to set the tone for an entire conference. And I was very nervous about this opportunity, especially given the fact that I was a Christian, not Catholic, but Christian who, a Protestant Christian, who is giving a keynote address for a Catholic new media conference. Um, you know, the, the nerves kind of got to me for a little while, but uh, I, I overcame them. And a lot of people are like, man, I would love to hear what Cliff Ravenscraft would say to a, a room full of Catholics, especially for those who have been listening to a show that I produce called Pursuing a Balanced Life. There's 519 episodes of that show. And about two years ago, when I returned from the Catholic New Media Conference in Boston, I shared my experience with the Catholic Church growing up, and especially my years in school uh, as a non-Catholic who went to Catholic school for seven years. And so they, there are a lot of people out there who said, man, I, I can't, I, there's no way I could have made it to Texas, but I would give anything uh, to to be able to hear this. In fact, I've got an email right here. Um, 
I've been catching up with your news via podcast and I would love to hear your keynote address and would be happy to pay you for a copy. Well, to this person and to everyone else, I am delighted to tell you that I am going to be including that keynote speech that I just gave in Arlington, Texas in this episode of Podcast Answer Man. Before I do, before I hit play though, I have to give you two things. I don't have to, I'm choosing to. The first one is that I need. I want to remind you that I have a podcasting A to Z course coming up here very soon. And in fact, that is going to start on Monday, September 24th, and will run through Friday, October 19th. It is my four-week training program, and if you have not heard about this, if you have not yet gone to podcastinga2z.com, please do it today. Go to podcastinga2z.com. My four-week training program is the best way to get your podcast up and running successfully. And for those of you who already have an existing podcast but would really love uh, the idea of having unlimited access to ask me any questions over a four-week period of time, including the participation in four online group coaching calls that take no less than one hour and can last up to two or three hours until I answer all the questions that are there. Uh, again, ch- check it all out. All the details, podcasting a to z.com. I would love to have you in this next session. And of course, the other thing that I want to mention before I click play on this keynote speech that I'm about ready to allow you to listen to is a warning. It is a very faith based talk. It is a Christian talk. It is something that I want to let you know that um, it, it is it is about my Christian faith. I was invited to come talk to Catholic Christians about how they can evangelize the world through new media. And so if that might be something that is offensive to you, you may want to just check out and tune in to episode 276 next week. I've already got some wonderful things planned for that episode. Uh, but I do want to let you know that this is a very faith-based talk that I gave. And so you're going to hear more about my Christian faith than than you've ever heard me share on Podcast Answer Man ever before. And that was intentional for this talk, for that audience. And I just want to let you know about that. But I think that uh, this message is applicable for even those of you who may not be trying to share your faith with the world But I think the same principle applies to those who have this ulterior motive or an agenda to make money from your podcast. And so just like Christians sometimes approach new media with how can I convert the lost, uh, where some of the other people is how can I convert this content into dollars in my pocket? And the same principle of not going at this with an agenda, with an ulterior motive in mind can apply. So, you know, if, if you can stick around and listen to the talk, I think it might be applicable to just about everybody out there listening. Anyway, I hope that you enjoy this talk. I'll be back again next week with a regular full episode of Podcast Answer Man, where I have lots of wonderful things to, to share with you guys. But without any further ado, here is my keynote address that I gave for the Catholic New Media Conference 2012 in Arlington, Texas. Our opening keynote speaker 
is Cliff Ravenscraft. He is one of the people that um, started podcasting and using digital audio right at the same time uh, that we at SQPN were starting to use that medium. And in those years, we've, we've helped each other grow. We've seen how that bit by bit, all this new media was changing our lives and it was changing the lives of our audiences. Right now, he is known as the podcast answer man. He is the international authority when it comes to podcasting. And so he does a lot of talks and, uh, and workshops and, and webinars about the technical aspects of how to get your podcast started, how to, you know, what technology, how to configure your mixer, which knobs to turn and which buttons to push. But today I've invited him to speak not about all those technicalities. I want you to listen to Cliff Ravenscraft because he's been one of the most inspiring friends in my life when it comes to new media. Um, and I, I, I want him to talk to us about exactly the main theme of our conference, marketing your message in this new evangelization that we're called to. How do we do that? And Cliff is so much more than a podcaster. In, he's a Christian. And for him, it's very important that faith is, is part of what you do. It's part of who you are. However, the way in which we bring that message of faith to our audiences, that is a whole different question. How do we do that so that it, so that it works, so that people won't be turned away? Or um, that, that is the, the kind of stuff that, that, that he's going to talk about. Now, I'm, I'm not going to uh, spoil everything. He's been working very late last night. I, he, he told me this morning he only had two hours of sleep. That's how dedicated this man is. So he stayed up almost all night long for you to bring you the best keynote, the best opening keynote of his life. Right. And so, welcome him with a warm applause, my good friend, Cliff Ravenscraft. Good morning, everyone. Thank you very much. Um, I am so excited to get up here to speak in front of you today, primarily because I'm usually asked to come and speak about two other things, which I know a lot about, and that is, how do I podcast? How do I create new media content, how do I blog, how do I set up a website, how do I do all of those other things. The other thing I'm often asked is, how do I get paid to do those things? <laughs> and, and how do I make a full-time career out of it? And I know a lot about both of those. But what I've not been asked a lot is, how can I use this to communicate my faith in Jesus Christ? And that is really the purpose for which I do all the things that I do in my life. And that is why I want to talk to you about marketing your message in the new evangelization. Now, in preparation for this talk, I went out and did some research on this phrase, the new evangelization, and if, however you would pronounce that. But anyway, I, I went to a great website. If you've not heard of it, it's, it's, uh, you can find it. Just do a Google search for That Catholic Show. Greg and Jennifer Willits are great friends of mine, and they created an episode about the new evangelization, and they quoted Pope Benedict in a letter that he wrote during the 42nd World's Communication, uh, Communications Day on Sunday, May 4th, 2008. And I'm actually going to read to you that letter, and I'm going to have it on the screen so that you can join me uh, reading along. Actually, I don't want you to audibly read along, but you can follow along as I read it to you here. He wrote, the social communications media, because of their educational potential, have a special responsibility 
for promoting respect for the family. Indeed, the media taken overall are not only vehicles for spreading ideas, they can and should also be instruments at the service of a world of greater justice and solidarity. I actually went in and did define solidarity to make sure that I understood what he was talking about, is bringing people around together with common interests, bringing common bonds together, bringing people together under this common solidarity. Should it not be a priority to ensure that they remain at the service of the person and of the common good, and that they foster man's ethical formation, man's innermost growth? One might even say that seeking and presenting the truth about humanity constitutes the highest vocation of social communication. And I just want to highlight and emphasize the truth about humanity. The new media, telecommunications, and the internet in particular, are changing the very face of communication. Perhaps this is a valuable opportunity to reshape it to make more visible, as my venerable predecessor, Pope John Paul II, said, the essential and indispensable elements of the truth about the human person. Again, about the truth of the human person. Man thirsts for truth. He seeks truth. This fact is illustrated by the attention and the success achieved by so many publications, programs, or quality fiction in which the truth, beauty, and greatness of the person, including the religious dimension of the person, are acknowledged and favorably presented. I want to just emphasize the religious dimension of the person are acknowledged and favorably Presented, The truth which makes us free is Christ, because only he can respond fully to the thirst for life and love that is present in the human heart. Those who have encountered him and have enthusiastically welcomed his message experience the irrepressible desire to share and communicate this truth. As St. John writes, that which was from the beginning, which we have heard, which we have seen with our eyes, which we have looked upon and touched with our hands concerning the word of life. We proclaim also to you so that you may have fellowship with us, that our fellowship, our common bond, that solidarity is with the father and with his son, Jesus Christ. And we are writing this so that our joy may be complete. Let us ask the Holy Spirit to rise up courageous communicators and authentic witnesses to the truth, faithful to Christ's mandate and enthusiastic for the message of faith, communicators who will interpret modern cultural needs. Interpret modern cultural needs, committing themselves to approaching the communications age, not as a time of alienation and confusion, but as a valuable time for the quest for the truth and for developing communion between people and peoples. With these words, I cordially impart my blessing to all. Wow, what a wise man. I want to tell you a little bit about my story. 
My name, as Father Roderick has shared, is Cliff Ravenscraft. More importantly, I'm a husband. That's my lovely wife, Stephanie, at the top there. I'm a father of three of the most awesome children on this planet. My daughter, Megan, on the left, my son, Matthew, on the right, and on top of me is my third child, McKenna. I absolutely live for these people and for my Savior, Jesus Christ. I want to also tell you that I've had a heart for full-time ministry since 1996. What you see in this picture is actually the completion of a ministry training program where I finally became licensed in 1996 as a minister in the Nazarene Church. Also interesting is that I am the keynote speaker for the Catholic New Media Conference, and I alone am not Catholic. (laughs) I also want to let you know that I worked in a family insurance agency that's been around in the family since 1956. A lot of uh, built-in expectations there. I worked in that family insurance agency for 11 years selling auto, home, life, health, and business insurance. I also want to tell you that I was extremely successful financially in that career with promise of an amazing future financially. But before I ever took that career in insurance, I told my dad I would never come to work in this agency unless you agree that if I ever had the opportunity to go into full-time ministry, regardless of what the pay was, that I would have your blessing to do so. And so I did, and that opportunity, I didn't know if it would ever come along, but for 11 years, I stuck it out selling insurance. And I thought I liked it for a while until I found this TV show called Lost. (laughs) The TV show Lost. Um, My wife was watching this television show. I didn't know anything about it. It looked really stupid. The promos, it it seemed like this, it was going to be a scripted survivor, whatever. Lost on an island, whatever. Until one day I was sitting on the couch and she was watching the season finale of part one and there's this uh, hint that there's this underground facility and and then all of a sudden when she started watching season two and saw the premiere and there's this guy hidden under there with a computer and pressing buttons and there's mysteries and and the one thing I learned uh, after trying to just, it's like, whoa, that's caught my attention and I looked online and people are talking about this thing online and there's this shared community of literally millions of people online talking about this TV show. And I learned that if you were actually to grab a screen capture of one frame, you could actually see a book laying on a bed way back in the background. And if you zoom in, you'll see the title of that book. And if you go to Amazon and look and read the description, it gives you some insight into what might be happening on this mysterious island. I developed a passion for a television show. I was already blogging, but I started blogging about Lost. I had already discovered podcasting, and I discovered podcasts about Lost. Eventually, uh, I was listening to podcasts about technology. I was listening to podcasts about faith. I was listening to podcasts about Lost. And I decided one day, after uh, many people suggested that I should give it a shot myself, and I launched my very first podcast called Generally Speaking, because I couldn't decide whether or not I wanted to talk about lost, technology, or faith, so I figured I'd create a podcast where I talk about everything. Bad idea. 
Because what I found is the first episode I talked about Lost, and everybody says, well, you just dump the technology and faith bit. All we want to hear is what you're learning about this television show Lost. So what do I do? I created a podcast about Lost. That's what I do. And by the third episode, I have thousands of subscribers. Me, an insurance agent in northern Kentucky, has thousands of people who are listening to my every word. The television show Lost brought in a faith element. It had a character that was supposedly a Catholic priest who, who actually misquoted a scripture. And I brought out, and it's like, well, you know, that scripture actually says this, but maybe that means this, this, and this. And I wasn't approaching this show from a faith aspect and how can I use this to, to affirm the faith and, and teach people about Jesus through my podcast. No, 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 no. But guys, I was totally into this secular television show, and I loved it for what it was. All right, I was passionate about the show, and that's why I was creating the content. And the only reason I talked about any element of faith in that podcast from the, first ep- or from the second episode on was because the show brought it up. And so I talked about it when the show brought it up, and when it wasn't brought up, I did not talk about it. However, this happened. The emails. You've got mail. <laughs> I know I didn't use AOL. But anyway, I got lots of emails. People would write me emails saying, Cliff... I was listening to your most recent show, and I get the sensation, or I, I get the sense that you and your wife are Christians. Am I right about that? And I would write back, well, yeah, we are, actually. Uh, and, that, and then all of a sudden, I would get a five-page email back explaining the details of their life and, and their history with the church and their history with God and, and stuff like that and asking for my thoughts. Whoa, that's interesting. By the way, I, I didn't tell you that the, uh, the 11 years that I'm doing insurance, I'm also involved in ministry, uh, either as an associate pastor at some point, leading small group Bible studies, leading uh, uh, groups, uh, small group ministry as a pastor of small group leaders uh, in a church of 5,000 members. So I've been involved in, in ministry through this whole time. But what happened is I realized I was doing more ministry through email than I had ever done in all the years combined within my official ministry within the church. That those emails led to the launch of two other podcasts, one for my personal life. People wanted to ask, you know, the people were interested in learning about my, how I balance my podcasting hobby with my career and being a husband. And they were interested in the fact that my wife was stay-at-home mom. And, and they were interested in the fact that all of these other things that we brought up, we, we would have chatter about the TV show Lost and, and elements of our lives got brought in, but people wanted to know more. And I'm like, Really? So I created the show. Today it's called Pursuing a Balanced Life. There's 519 episodes of it, by the way. I created another show specifically for faith because I knew there was people out there who wanted to listen. 60% of my lost audience were Christian. 40% not. All right? Now, of that audience, a lot of them wanted to hear more about my life. But I recognized that many of those people who wanted to hear more about my life still did not want to hear about my faith. So I created Encouraging Others Through Christ, or at least that's what it's called today. There's 131 episodes of that. Eventually, that led to the launch of even more shows and what I would consider to be a ministry through podcasting around shared passions. And it is the, generally speaking, production network where we invite the world to join the community of people who are looking to establish and build relationships around shared passions for the benefit of improving each other's lives. 
This hobby, after two years, turned into a full-time career. Actually, it turns into a worldwide ministry with a full-time career to support it. And to do that, I am actually a consultant and coach and teach people how to do much of the things that I've already talked to you about through podcastanswerman.com. So enough about me. Well, there'll be more about me because I like talking about me. Uh, 519 uh, episodes of Pursuing a Balanced Life. I like talking about me a lot. Uh, So I hope that doesn't bother you. Anyway, examples of some of the impact that my wife and I and some of the other people who create content with our network, I want to give you an idea of some of the impact that we've had up to this point. We have people who have reported to us, and I'm not just saying, you know, a handful. I'm talking 100 plus people who have sent in their letters and emails saying, because of the story you shared five years ago about how you're almost debt-free and how you did that through this Dave Ramsey program, I want to let you know that today, before we call Dave Ramsey and tell him we're debt-free, we wanted to tell you first. All right? I've had people who have written to us and said, because of that five-part series, the, the five threats to marital oneness that you did in your Family from the Heart podcast, I want to tell you that I had separated from my wife and I've gone back to her and we are re- reconciling our marriage and we're moving forward. And it was because we were, I was inspired by what you and your wife shared. We have had people who have, a countless number of people who have written and says, I am returning to God as a result of the content that you have created. I have one letter that I can't give you any details about, but somebody within my community who decided to cancel their plans for suicide as the result of our content. I want to play for you two audio testimonials. Now, before I figured out this monetization thing, I used to have this thing called Plus Membership where people could contribute financially to support the content uh, and all of this other stuff. You see Jenny, she is the, the, the mom in this picture, and uh, you'll see that she has two children. Just recognize the two audio testimonials that I'm about to play for you were from 2008. She has two children now instead of one, but listen to this. Hi, my name is Jenny, and I'm from Rochester, New York. I'm a mother of a young son, and I work full-time, and I spend a lot of time listening to GSPN podcasts. I started listening because I was into Lost and I was looking for Lost podcasts. And I can't believe what I found in GSPN and just the the inspiration and sense of community that I feel by listening to their podcast. I really feel connected to Cliff and Stephanie, and it's really important to me. And I, I think it's changing my life. It's inspiring me to live better, and I'm just so thankful for all that they do. And that's why I'm a Plus member, and I'm really proud of that fact. This is Anna Sophia Reinhardt, Anna Sophie Reinhardt, and she is currently in Switzerland. She was originally from Germany. I will tell you just briefly a little bit about her. She suffered, suffered some very serious things, uh, traumatic events early in her life. Uh, and in her teens, she had come to a place where she was anorexic. And she, I, I don't know the name, but she, was, she would not interact with people. She would not leave the house. She was very much in her own shell and she will tell you today that it was podcasting and specifically our lost podcast that helped her to laugh for the first time in years and eventually 
there's a little bit more to the story. Maybe I'll tell you that after I play this. Hi, my name's Anne and I'm from Germany. And I'm a TSPN.TV Plus member because, um, honestly, I couldn't imagine living without Cliff and Stephanie anymore. They are such a huge part of my life now and, and they have changed my life in so many ways. I mean, a year ago, I was not communicating to with anyone. And now I have so many friends. I've gained so many th friends through the community that Cliff and Stephanie have built. And, um, well, Cliff and Stephanie have literally helped me find my way back to life. And um, so plus membership is just a small way of thanking them. And um, so if Cliff and Stephanie have changed your life, and I know they have, please become a plus member because um, plus membership rocks. So uh, both Jenny and Anna and many other people who communicate, they oftentimes will say things, Cliff and Stephanie have changed my life. I want to tell you that Cliff and Stephanie have not changed anybody's lives, but Jesus Christ living and breathing inside of me, a part of me, his Holy Spirit working through us has changed people's lives just by building relationships. I will tell you that Anna, a couple months after that, her and her sister from Germany came and spent 10 days with us at our home and we had the most awesome time. A couple years after that, she sought treatment and is now recovering from anorexia. Uh, and you can see in this picture here, she's quite healthy today. And uh, after spending a year creating a podcast uh, series titled Fighting Anorexia at FightingAnorexia.com, where she's also helped and inspired thousands of other people suffering from anorexia, today she's launching into her own career as a life coach for people who suffered much of the things that she suffered. Creating content with a purpose and without an agenda. I want to say that the most successful new media content creators are the ones who are working towards a definite, predefined purpose or who are in pursuit of a worthy idea. And of course, we already know what our worthy idea here is, right? We've all talked about the fact that you're here to hear about the marketing of this new evangelization. I also want to say in my, my question is, should our goal be to convert people to our way of thinking? Or is our goal to be a witness of what Christ can do through us and with us and in spite of us? My experience in the evangelical church, let me just, uh, the, my experience in the Protestant, very evangelical, in your face, burn or turn uh, church. That, that's where I come from. You can probably tell I have a little bit of that spunk. I don't know. I, I don't <laughs> I, I, I'm ready to go at it. But anyway, one of the things that I've learned about my upbringing and my faith is that I had a real problem in my approach to evangelization. And I realized after attending a conference where I heard some amazing things that I realized I was only interested in investing in relationships with those who validated my own worldview or my own faith. And, the, and, I, and I would only continue on and build relationships with people that I felt like I might be able to win them over to my way of thinking. And if I thought that that possibility wasn't there, 
why should I waste my time? Why not go on? Because I, I can't waste this time that God's given me to save the world as the way that I, I thought. I don't think that way anymore. I always was taught to find the way to insert God into any and every conversation. If you're on an airplane, you better not take that seat over in the aisle by itself. You better sit. You take the middle seat because then you can talk to both people and get them out of the pits of hell before you land. That's the way I grew up. Who are your 8 no 8? Now, I have cards in my pocket, but it's certainly not this. But I was told just three years ago from my pastor, I don't attend that church anymore, but uh, I was told in that pastor to pull out a card and I want you to write down the numbers one through eight on it and I need you to write down the names of eight people who you will, who you will invite as often as possible to come to church. And I want you to, these are the people you will pray for every day. These are your eight and oh eight. Who are your eight and oh eight? Who are your project list? You know, who are the people that, that, that they're, they're, your mission impossible is to invite them to come here on Sunday. And I'm thinking, it's like, well, I remember the mission that is, is how do I invite them into a relationship with Jesus Christ? And where's that on my 8008? So the problem that I had was with agendas and ulterior motives. I had them. I realized it. But then what changed my life and my ministry and the way that I approach everything was this quote. People do not care what you know. They don't care how much proof you have. And they do not care what you have to say until they know for a fact that you like them. I'll say that one one more time. People do not care what you have to say until they know for a fact that you like them. It's amazing. I want to give you an example of this from Twitter. Will is a guy who listens to my podcasts, listens to several of them. Can you guys imagine me creating any content where just it, no matter what I'm talking about, that, that my faith might come out somewhere. It might just leak out into a conversation. Well, Podcast Answer Man, over 300 episodes. Guess what? Yeah, I've, I've probably talked about faith in 300 or so of them, right? Um, Will tweets this out. Hey, I was loving the latest episode, and I've blotted out the name of the podcast, by so-and-so, because it was recommended by Cliff Ravenscraft. And I was really loving this podcast until he started talking about God, slash unsubscribed. What? I saw this and I know the person who it is. And I'm like, I did recommend it on Podcast Answer Man. And I have enough influence with this guy. He's listening to Podcast Answer Man so often that he would listen to it. And I have enough influence that he would take my recommendation and go and listen to this podcast. All right. That, that, I don't know if you guys know, but that takes a lot to have that kind of relationship. So this guy doesn't, hasn't just listened to me once. He's listened to me enough. And I know for a fact, if you listen to me for five episodes, my faith has come out in a conversation somewhere. All right? But here's the thing. Why is it that he unsubscribed? Let's take a look at an email that was sent to a client of mine. This client, by the way, uh, his name is Dan Miller. He's the author of the book, 48 Days to the Work You Love. Great guy. Absolutely love this man. And he shared this email with me. He got from a listener. He says, I would like to say thank you. 
This is from, the, from a listener of his to Dan Miller. I would like to say thank you. In one of your first podcasts, you mentioned your faith. My first thought was, oh, great. And I nearly shut off the podcast. But then you spoke about your sensitivity to non-believing people, which I really appreciated. I've since learned that you do not hide your faith, but you don't push it on others. And I deeply respect you for that. Too often, Christians who openly profess their faith are oftentimes worst, the worst ambassadors for Christ. It's a big reason why I left the church. But you are a shining counterexample. I am glad I continued listening. And now I'm a huge fan and a regular listener. Please continue the excellent work. Do you know what regular listener means to Dan Miller? That's 48 minutes every single week. Dan Miller is having a practical influence in this guy's life. And Dan Miller is often speaking about his faith, but not pushing it on people. I want to share with you my mission statement. I talked about podcasting with a purpose, but without an agenda. Here's my mission statement. My mission is to dedicate my life to entertaining, educating, encouraging, and inspiring others. To share my passions and experiences in life in an authentic and transparent way that inspires others to make positive changes in their lives. Do you see that... It doesn't say, my goal is to convert people to Christ. However, it does say, I want to be known as a follower of Jesus who authentically attempts to live out my faith, though I may fail miserably at times, oftentimes in front of the microphone, in a way that engages popular culture without turning others off. I want to always be prepared to give a reason for the hope that I have and to be ready to do so with gentleness and respect. What type of content correct should I create? This is I, I, I'm going to go into consultant mode now, okay? Because we're talking about you, you're going to market the uh, the you're going to market your message of the new evangelization, right? So, what kind of content do you want to create? Well, here's the one thing: Is it possible to reach others for Christ without creating content that is focused on faith? And the answer is yes. Number two, how is faith communicated? I look through scriptures and I see this constant call to be a witness of what we have learned, of what we have heard, to live it out, to do all of the one another's of scripture, to do those things, to live it, not just to speak it and teach it and tell other people how they live their lives, to speak it from the heart, but not from this place of authority over you. So, my, oh, I, I do how I almost converted, converted to Catholicism after my last experience with CNMC. So a couple years ago there, CNMC was in Boston. And I've, I've had a relationship with Father Roderick for many years. And he's one of my best friends in the world. And I thank God for him every day. And, um, well, not every day. Most days when I think of him, I thank God for him. Not that there's ever a day I don't say, and you get the idea. I'm just saying I don't think about him every day. There's sometimes when he goes on vacation for three weeks to Greece and doesn't put out a podcast and he's not at top of mind. Anyway, you get the idea. 
But I went to CNMC, and I and and through Greg, through uh, Father Rodder, through Greg and Jennifer Willits and their Catholics. Actually, no, it was originally their Clawfist podcast, The Rosary Army. Uh, I listened to that all the time because I loved it, and because they lived out exactly everything I'm talking about here today. And Father Roderick lives that out in all of his content as well. And I'm so I'm drawn to those people. And and the one thing that I've developed is I developed a friendship. I know that they like me. I, I know for a fact that they like me. And therefore, I will tell you, Father Roderick has a great amount of influence in my life. Greg and Jennifer Willits have a great amount of influence in my life. And so many people from SQPN and this community that, that I uh, you know, benefit from through my relation with uh, Father Roderick, so many of these people from the Catholic, uh, from SQPN and the CNMC in Boston, they were so welcoming. And I, when I went there, I knew that they liked me. And I told Father Roderick the other day, I said, you know, I, I get this feeling that when I walk out, the, out of the room, I honestly don't believe for a minute that when I walk out of the room, they say, how long do you think it's before he becomes a Catholic? <laughs> now, I, I'm told that Greg Willis told me that I'm wrong. <laughs> but I think he was joking. But here's the deal. It, the ulterior motives... Um, and stuff like anyway, well, uh, it'll probably come back up one more time. Anyway, I would like to propose to you that if you are thinking what kind of content should I create, I want to propose that you consider podcasting or blogging or Facebook grouping or face, Facebook paging or link book grouping, uh, LinkedIn, all that stuff. <laughs> that you find a topic that you are extremely passionate about. Don't feel like it has to be your faith. Find something interesting. And, and, and the question I'm often asked next is, well, don't I have to be an expert on that topic? No, you don't. All you have to do is have transparency, transparency and authenticity. Okay? I will tell you, when I created Podcast Answer Man, there's over 300, what is it? Is it 340 some odd episodes? I don't even know these days where I'm at on Podcast Answer Man. But episode one, I said, hey guys, my name's Cliff Ravenscraft. I'm going to create this podcast because one day down the road, maybe five or ten years, I'd love to be a podcast consultant full-time. Little note did I know it would happen within a year. Uh, but I, it's like maybe one day this would be a dream of mine. But uh, I want to just say I've only been podcasting for a year. I don't know everything, but I am calling myself the podcast answer man. It's not because I have all the answers, because I don't. In fact, I'm creating this podcast not just for you, but also for my own selfish benefit. Because if you ask questions that I didn't think to ask, my responsibility is I want to go find the answers, and I'm going to share them with you, but I'm going to benefit in the process. So if I have ulterior motives, that's the ulterior motive. But I'll tell you what, podcast answer man leads more people to Christ than many... No, 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 no. The Holy Spirit working through me reaches people's hearts, and, 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 but you understand what I'm saying. Ministry's happening through Podcast Answer Man, but it's the passion for podcasting why I chose it. I was not, I, now the thing is, is I am an expert in podcasting today. I, I, I'm, I'm not being arrogant, but I do believe that if the topic of podcasting were to come up on any continent on this earth, Nine times out of ten, if the question, how do you podcast, comes up, my, my name will come up. I have done that over the course of the last five years. Do I need large numbers to be successful 
and the new evangelization. The biggest thing that I regret about my journey in podcasting and my content creation is the fact that by the third episode, I had thousands of subscribers. I hate it. And the reason why is because I can't be an example to you guys of, you know, writing it out, slow measured growth. Because here's what Jesus said. I tell, you the sa- I tell you that in the same way that there will be more rejoicing in heaven over one sinner who repents than over 99 righteous pe- persons who do not need to repent. My friends, as a podcast consultant, I will not let you pay me money if you come to me and say, Cliff, I've been podcasting for nine months and I only have 200 subscribers to my podcast. Can you help me? I will not let you give me a dime. Instead... I'm going to give you some quick rapid-fire tips in a podcast. And I'm going to give you some quick rapid-fire tips today. And if I can do that in 10 minutes and 47 seconds, it has got to be the Holy Spirit. So, we're going quick rapid-fire. There is power when you have it. your content has a niche focus, all right? The more narrow your focus, the more passionate your fan base will be. All right, and I, I use the term fan base lightly, and I hate that term, but, but your following, the people, your community, that's what I prefer. Your community will be more loyal, more engaged, the more focused it is. So I had a podcast on um, it's virtualassistantpodcast.com. You can imagine, I, there was a period of time where I just learned about the benefits of having a virtual assistant, and I wanted to teach the world everything that I had benefited from. So I created 38 episodes, and guess what? I had people who said, wow. That's awesome. That's exactly the content I want. And I was able to share that. Focus on creating content about something that you are passionate about. I do not have time to tell you the story behind this, but man, is it awesome. Hookedonwoodenboats.com. Hookedonwoodenboats.com. But I will tell you, Dan Matson spent $900 to take my podcasting A to Z course. It's a four-week course that I trained. He's like, I got all the equipment, I got the website, uh, you know, all set up, but I need to get my header. Here's the thing, I haven't decided what I'm going to podcast about. Should Here I am telling you the whole thing. There's no way I'm going to get this done. Anyway, so, double speed. Basically, he says, I, I, I've, I'm either going to do small business coaching, I'm going to do uh, personal finance coaching, one of those two things, and, and here's all the reasons why I think it's a great idea. And then I read it and I said, you know what, the one thing I don't see there is the word passion anywhere. Do you have a passion for it? And he goes, oh, by the way, I hate my job. And I hate all those things. I said, do the world a favor and don't create a podcast about it. <laughs> I said, what do you like? He says, well, I like biking and wooden boots. And I'm like, what? And by the way, this is all happening through textual exchange in an online forum. And I'm like, wooden boots. Okay, we're going to go with boat, with the biking thing. And I got back, and I was about ready to tell him why you should take biking. And then I got back, and I, and I learned I was reading boots on my phone. And it's actually boats, wooden boats. <laughs> Turns out there's a you, do a Google search for wooden boats. It's, it's huge. There are enthusiasts out there today. He is on his way to become the leading authority in the world of wooden boats. And it would take a lot for him to fail in this process of within five years making his full-time career completely from his brand of HopeTomWoodenBoats.com. And if he had faith, I don't, I don't know a whole lot about Dan Matson and his personal faith. I, I didn't get that deep with him. But if, if it were me and it were my passion for wooden boats, I'd be changing the world through the power of the Holy Spirit and through what's going on in my life, I'd be a great witness to every wooden boat enthusiast around the world. 
Create a mission state for the work. Mission statement for the work that you do. You saw mine. I encourage you to create one for yourself. Define your target audience. I want to just say, what if the Pope said, "I want you guys all to become bounty hunters." All right, and so we wanted you to track down all the people who missed bail. And the thing is, is you're going to get an assignment, and uh, it's just going to say somebody broke bail. Go find them. Well, if you don't have a description of who that person is, you don't know where the first place to look. Oftentimes, people create content, and especially this really happens in the faith-based community. I've seen this a lot, and it is where people say, um, you know, here's my target audience. It's going to be for those who have been in church their entire lives and want to go deeper. It's going to be for those who have been in church, but they got turned off because they didn't understand it. Uh, they didn't understand Bible and it was misinterpreted and it made them think the wrong things. And it's going to be for them. And it's going to be for people who have never experienced faith. And, and it's going to be introducing them to the world. And that's my target audience, which basically meant every person on earth. That's the target audience. Well, let me just say, narrow it down. All right. Uh, when you narrow down your target audience, you know where to go looking for them. And I want to emphasize, build it and they will come does not exist always. There are some exceptions. If you create a lost podcast, you do get thousands of podcasts to listeners immediately. Uh, but in most cases, you do not get build it and they will come. 30-70 rule. Spend 30%. The reason why I'm bringing these up, people say, I want, to, I want to increase the number of people I reach with my show or with my content or my blog. 30-70 rule. Spend 30% of your time focused on content creation. Spend 70% of the time marketing and relationship building. And when you take the relationship and the marketing, spend 30% of the marketing time and 70% of that you know, on, on relationships, getting to know people. Content is king. I want to encourage you to create life-changing, can't live without, so high quality when it comes to the type of content that you are bringing that people will want to share, that they would feel guilty for not sharing with somebody that they know that needs to hear this, who is also an enthusiastic follower of that passionate niche topic that you've chosen. I chose this picture just to get a laugh out of you guys. Stop, start spending more time preparing your content. Quality is queen. All right, so content is king. But if your content is great, but your quality, your, 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 if you're blogging and you've never spell checked, uh, that, that can be a problem. If you're podcasting and it doesn't sound great, it could, it could hinder you getting the word out and the shareability of your stuff. So quality is queen. Don't be boring. Seriously, I mean, that, enough said, right? All right, just don't be boring. People come to me and say, and so, so I get those things. Cliff, I only have blah, 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 blah. And, and I go and I click through, I always click through the email and I click through it and it's like, whoa, I understand why. <laughs> Some of the time, it's really boring stuff. Uh, so here's the other one keep it positive. The world is seeking truth, and the world is seeking hope. Give them hope, and they'll find. And, and if you happen to have have a relationship with the way, the truth, the life, the light, then they will thank you for that hope, and they will be on that journey of seeking truth, and you will be an influencer 
in that journey. Build relationships with your audience. This is what happens. If you send me that email saying, Cliff, I've been podcasting for so long or writing blog for so long and I only have X number of listeners, I'm going to say this. You have 200 subscribers to your podcast. Go and take a piece of paper I want you to, or a Word document. I want you to write down the first name, last name, email address, and a minimum of one personal detail. What does the person do for a living? What city do they live in? How many kids do they have? What hobby do they have? One personal detail for 50 people in your audience who are currently downloading your show. Then contact me and we'll schedule an appointment. And I can tell you right now, nobody's ever come back and said, okay, I want to hire you. Because one of two things happen. Number two, one, they don't care about the people they're trying to reach. Or number two, they did this and they don't need to hire me anymore. The member, thank members of your community publicly. I want to take this opportunity to thank my great friend, Mark Mason, who happens to be sitting in the front row, because I was freaking out about coming here and this being my very first ever keynote speech. I've sp- spoken in front of people a, long t- a lot of times. I've actually preached in front of crowds. But this is the first time I've ever been invited to come and set the tone for an entire conference. And the fact that it's a Catholic conference and I'm not Catholic adds a little bit of pressure, right? So I was, I was sharing with Mark in, in, in an email. He says, how are things going? I said, I'm just a little nervous. I don't have this outline done and I haven't done this. He goes, he goes Cliff, let me tell you something. I've been, uh, in, in my company that I work with, I've been, been in charge of putting events together. I've been invite, you know, in charge of hiring, uh, inviting people to speak. I've spoken at events. I've done this. I've seen every, uh, seen or listened to everything Every talk you've ever given, I listen to your content, all of these other things. And he goes, I just want to tell you right now, when it comes to public speaking, I am an expert. And he says, Cliff, you could go there and just talk about your flight from Cincinnati to Dallas-Fort Worth, and you'll knock them dead. And that gave me so much relief and peace and encouragement that it's like, wow. That, uh, yeah, and so I actually considered just telling you about my flight from Cincinnati to Dallas. But I just want to say all of that to say thank you, Mark Mason. And if we can all give him a round of applause for, for being an encourager. Thank you. Do that, by the way. Thank your community publicly. Establish meaningful relationships with other content creators in your niche. Father Roderick and I, I can't, I ne- don't, all of these, you always have to remember everything. Forget the ulterior motives. But if you just do these things because you, you really believe that you can cooperatively do great things together, so many wonderful things have come out of my uh, relationship with Father Roderick and other content creators in my niche. Don't see them as your competitors, although when you reach out to some of them, they will see you that way and you just have to move on to the next. But I do want to encourage you to establish meaningful relationships with other content creators. Choose keyword-rich titles. This is including your blog posts, um, your topic headings within your blog posts. Uh, this means the show, the name of your, your podcast episodes. This includes the name of your brand. Don't be, try to be clever with some kind of, you know, putting four words together that mean nothing to you, to anyone but you. But when I create podcast answer man, what do you guys think that's about? <laughs> when you think virtual assistant podcast, what do you think that's about? When you hear Twilight Saga podcast, and yes, I have a Twilight Saga podcast, 
what do you think that's about? Be boring with your titles, but don't be boring with your content. All right, make yourself newsworthy. I obviously can't, don't have time to tell you about this picture, but it's the same person you've seen before, Anna Sophie Reinhardt who has had a documentary on television about her. This is a news, ma- news magazine article about her and her brand. And it's all, it's all happened within two or three weeks, or maybe it might have been a month, of her listening to the episode that can be found at podcastanswerman.com slash newsworthy. It's all about how to get into traditional media, television, radio, magazines, all of those other things, so that those people can promote you and your brand. Interview others. Man, I wish I could tell you the story behind this. If you're writing down notes, podcastanswerman.com forward slash Leo interview, L-E-O interview. I can't begin to tell you how much I benefit from actually interviewing others, bringing their expertise, and also many times they will promote the fact that they were on your show. Accept interview requests from other people. Eric Fisher recently um, interviewed me for his show, and he says, hey, everybody on Twitter and Facebook and LinkedIn and Google Plus and all the other places that exist on this world, I've spent years developing a relationship of influence, and I just want to tell you that my interview with the podcast answer man Cliff Ravenscraft at GSPN is now online. Here it is. So he's introducing people to me over and over and over again. It happens all the time. Use social media networks to build relationships. Don't use them to just, quote-unquote, get links back to your site. That's what you hear in a lot of conferences. Use them to build relationships. Spend more time reading the timeline than posting to others. Spend more time commenting on other people's posts than you do posting your own. Speak at events where your target audience exists. All right? All right, and creating mailing lists. And here's the thing. In the world of blogging and and podcasting and all this other stuff, people will think about you. They love you and stuff like that. Things happen in their life. They, For some reason, they get out of the habit of listening to your podcast or reading your blog. And, and, and one thing leads to another. And the next thing they know, they haven't thought about you for three months. But if, you, if, if at one point they cared about you so much that they gave you their email address, then guess what? They, they do want to hear from you. And so you can reach out to them and, and be at top of mind again. Things to remember, here's the deal. Pope Benedict calls, us, calls the Catholic Church to use social media communications to help aid people in their quest for the truth and for developing communion between persons and people of the world. You don't have to always be doing church work to do the work of the church. Build relationships around shared passions. Speak from your heart instead of a place of authority over people. It is possible to evangelize without an agenda or ulterior motive. It is all about the relationships. And Jesus said, one person matters. Thank you very much.